Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back. Atlanta Sports Guys here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, taping this as we do every single week here on a Friday afternoon. No Max Markovich this week, but we still got 99 The Games, Dopey Millennial, number <laughs> one, Garrett Chapman. Garrett, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Oh, fantastic, man. It's another beautiful Friday in Atlanta. That means high school football. So really excited for that. I uh, Y'all should adopt, uh, the home state should adopt the rivalry Thursday that we do here in East Tennessee where they do the third, like the biggest game of the week is on a Thursday night because there's nothing Ooh. else going on. It's pretty clutch so that you can kind of like, if you don't want to do something on Friday, you, you want to do date night, it's a little bit easier for a lot of the high school folks because, hey, rivalry Thursday, you do it on a Thursday night because there's really no competition. It's uh, it's a pretty, pretty cool thing, I think. That's kind of interesting. I yeah. see it. I mean... My my Friday, Saturday, Sundays are just obsolete now. <laughs> yeah, they're non-existent. Yeah, they're they're pretty much spoken for between now and February. So, how did the conversation go with the significant other? Because I've I've I have a couple of years now of experience, and she just she, knows. She kind of picked up on it year one, mm-hmm. or it's like because last year, I mean, we started dating. I think September fifth of last year, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, let's go do this on Friday." I'm like. Sorry, <laughs> like, that's not happening. Yeah, you're doing it's the like, Magic well, we Johnson over and over again. Instead. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's just over. Like, football's missed yeah. out. Like, if you're going to cover sports for a living, it's just from it's just, it is what it is, you know? It's yeah. like, and I mean, like, it just, I, I've got spring. Yeah. We can do something then. Maybe summer, the summer. There's a lot of dead time in the summer. Like, there's, it's Major League Baseball only, really, in Basically. the summer. Yeah. So there's time, but like fall, it's game on. Like fall is just, I mean, like think about it. We got fall football, but I mean, NBA's back. You get uh, NHL, you get uh, college basketball. It's just the best it's sports, sports equinox in October. Yeah. So it's just, so, there's, the falls are out. Like my my yeah. fall weekend stuff, like outside of the occasional pumpkin patch and stuff, my uh, my falls and winter uh, months are just pretty loaded up. Uh, yeah, she wants me to take fall. her to a county fair this year, and uh, I told her I'd do my best. So fingers crossed. Say, county fairs are fun. If you can pull it fair. off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kind Maybe a Friday afternoon, like take a Friday afternoon and do something, and then then go to high school football. There you go. Maybe I mean, you Maybe. could do the I first half of a high school football game and then leave it to blowout and be like, no, because oh. I got to do hits. That's true. Yeah, that is true. As someone who also pretend. does that twice a week, yeah. <laughs> no, Maybe you just get the. <laughs> That's true. Just flip it. Ninety-two nine. If you're listening, I didn't mean it. I didn't. Mean it. I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> don't uh, fire me, please. No, please uh, protect Garrett Chapman at all costs. Uh, oh, don't forget, man. folks, you can check us out, full episodes, all that good stuff over on the YouTube page as we continue growing that thing out, uh, youtube.com slash podcast. So like and subscribe there. Uh, listen to Garrett on 99 The Game on Saturday evenings. Uh, Not this weekend. We're kind of we're off this okay. weekend, but we because uh, we've got – but college football game time picks up on Thursday of next week, and then we run okay. every single Saturday f- from 8 till noon. Uh, and then I think I'm going to be like two or three times a month. So okay. uh, for the dopey millennials, but there you wow, go. Yeah, we got you covered for everything. Awesome. Well, yeah, this show this. goes uh, up every Saturday, every single week here on Apple podcast, Spotify. So make sure you're locked in on your preferred podcast player and Garrett, and especially Max, who's not here, uh, would greatly appreciate it. If you would uh, take two seconds and leave this show a five-star rating and a review on either of those platforms, it helps other people find the show. And it helps this very show. The Atlanta Sports Guys continue to grow each and every week on our local hour coverage here on the Chase Most Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Um, we have some Falcon stuff to talk about. Uh, 
Garrett. So two preseason games in the books. Uh, Deion Jones back in the fold and getting rave reviews from Arthur Smith, uh, being a competitor and having a good attitude coming back in because he's running with like the third team uh, this week and he's going to have to kind of fight to earn his spot back and no guarantees that he's a starter. People will wonder if he's going to get cut, but we'll get to Deion in a second. In terms of what you saw against the Jets on Night Football and their second and third string, uh, what what stood out to you from the Jets game? Um, I mean, look, I started with the quarterback position. And that's where I'm, that's where all eyes and ears go to first because, I mean, the quarterback is the, the life bread of this football team. Mm. I was impressed with both guys, um, and it's more of the same. You know, Marcus Mariota on that first drive, he looked like he had for – exactly like he did against the Lions. I mean, strong poise, made some good plays, um, can scramble, can do things with his feet. But most importantly, he did what he needed to do with his arm this week. He had that beautiful Mm. pass to Kyle Pitts, who is going to be a problem this year in 2022. He is going to be a problem. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do this year. But, I mean, we already knew Kyle Pitts was a stud. But the quarterbacks looked good. I mean, the rookie, um, I I mean, he looked as good as you can against second, third string guys. Um, but he showed some poise. I wasn't very impressed with the penalties in late, like, late in drives that kind of screwed him over. Um, I mean, but ultimately there's only so much you can take. I just really want to see what the quarterbacks look like. And I mean, ultimately they looked good. I wasn't completely enamored with them necessarily, but they looked very good. Um, I'm fine with it, but all in all, uh, only so much you can take. There was, I mean, the obviously the Pitts play is what people are citing the 50-yard play yeah. where it's just Kyle Pitts is just going to be an absolute menace. But one of the things that might alleviate uh, or what might um, not alleviate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of the word I'm talking about. Um, that might prevent, uh, it's a synonym, synonym of prevent, so we'll go with that, uh, <laughs> from Pitts kind of breaking out, especially in the touchdown front, is those under throws. Like the Mariota throw was behind him. Like it was just one of those things where you're like, Mariota hasn't exactly lit the preseason on fire. Like he's fine. But when you watch the snaps, Ritter, I mean, he had some really good tight window throws when he was in uh, this Monday night. And you look at it, the arm strength's just different. Ritter has just more touch, better arm strength. I'm not as, he's a lot bigger. Like, that's the other thing. When you look at them both in the pocket and you look at this, you're like, I'm not sure about this offensive line. Um, and we can get into where offensive the offensive line rankings came in this week for the Falcons, 31, and uh, which is quite bad. And that's, that's a problem uh, if you're Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter and you're walking in that front. But uh, what did you take away from... Ritter on that front and Mariota is that is that a concern where you're like okay we're going to see Ritter sooner rather than later because it's just you got to get these guys like Kyle Pitts involved and you can't be behind you got to hit these dudes in stride you mean specifically with the arm strength yeah just kind of like you know just arm strength just leading it's just one of those where it was kind of a duck Mariota's been fine but the downfield stuff's not there I mean, that was an issue. That's been an issue with Marcus Mariota for much of his career is the fact that mm. he hasn't really been a guy with arm strength. He's he's a, he's an athletic quarterback who can get out into space and make plays with his legs, and he's accurate. And mm. uh, the big 40, 50-yard passes aren't necessarily his bread and butter. I mean, like we're not mm. talking about Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes here, you know? Like yeah. this isn't a guy who's going to wheel back and or, or like pull back and just like throw it down the field like that. But we also don't really need him to do that 
necessarily. I mean, he, he just needs to make the right reads and, and make the good throw, um, which, I mean, ultimately he did that. Um, mm. So I can't necessarily fault him for it per se, but I mean, I think he's adequate. He's not, obviously I don't think he's the, the long-term answer for the Atlanta Falcons at quarterback, but I hope I'm wrong. Hopefully they have that guy here already. And I, I'm, I lean more towards Desmond Ritter. I mean, he's a guy who I expect to, to take over the starting job at some point. And you cited the, the arm strength. I think that's a fine reason, but it's just, it's just reps. I mean, he's as soon as he gets more reps and we see him more and more, I think he's going to continue to, to, to impress the, 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 this coaching staff and, I, I'm impressed by him so far. He made some beautiful throws. Like you talked about some of these touch throws that he made where he was putting the ball on the money and the timing and the precision was perfect. Was it Ritter or Marietta who had to eliminate Zacchaeus touchdown in the end zone, back in the end zone? That would have been, no, that would have been Mar- Marietta. That okay. was Marietta. That was a really good throw. That was, that was really a beautiful good. throw. No, mm-hmm. both guys made great throws. I mean, that's the thing. I, if, if I don't see, a lot of difference between these guys than I'd like to see Desmond Ritter, but mm-hmm. I have seen enough to make Marcus Mariota the starter. Uh, I, I fully expect him to to lead this team in September. Whether he makes it to October, that's a completely different question. Hmm. Well, the big part of this too is that like we may not even have a like where it's like a who would you rather because Sharp Football Analysis, which is a great website, Warren Sharp's uh, NFL site has their offensive rankings across the board and the offensive rankings for uh, the offensive line. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons come in at number 31, which if that's the case, if that's the case, we have some problems. Like if that's the case, then I mean, and you're seeing that a little bit like the run game hasn't been great through two weeks and you're kind of wondering like Tyler Algier doesn't really look like he's going to be a big factor early on. Quadri Allison had a nice week one, but I don't know. Like there's, they're holding, obviously they're holding Cordell Patterson off a little bit and they're just protecting him to save reps and everything else. Uh, and that's what you do for a BFL and just a really good uh, player as a whole uh, in Atlanta. But I don't know. I, I am concerned on that front where it's like whatever progress we're looking for and whatever we're thinking, it's like, do we really want to throw Dez out there behind the 31st offensive line in football? I, I don't know. I mean, he's a mobile quarterback, which is nice and he can make plays in the run, but <sighs> that's scary. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not surprised that they're ranked 31st in offensive line play. They only have two really solid positions on the entire line. Mm. Uh, I mean, Caleb McGarry's looks a little bit better per reports. I haven't seen anything glaring from him to, to mm. think otherwise necessarily. Um, but Jalen Mayfield hasn't shown any progression at all, which is disheartening. Um, I don't even want to talk about the center position. <laughs> like it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. I think they're better than 31st, mm. but I, I'm not going to argue too hard with the ranking. I mean, they, they didn't show it last year, and to this point, I mean, they had some bad penalties. I, I'm just, I, the pre-snap penalties from these guys have been consistently bad, and mm. they were bad last year, and they cost the team touchdowns just last week, or I guess on Sunday. And I'm just not seeing the progression yet, mm. but obviously it's, it's not week one. I, we haven't seen the full team play a full game yet, so I don't want to overreact, overreact too much. I still think that Jalen Mayfield can make a leap uh, at least be a little bit better. I'm not going to 
bank my head coaching job if I'm Arthur Smith on it necessarily. I have, but that's why you bring in guys like Schaefer and and um, and uh, what's the other Elijah Wilkinson? Guard? Yeah, so you bring mm-hmm. in Elijah Wilkinson, guys like that who could potentially come in and, and replace him if need be, because the only reason he wasn't replaced last year is just out of sheer necessity. And I don't think Arthur Smith was going to be in that position this year. So if it comes down to it, I'd like to see him make that progression at left guard, but I haven't seen it so far. So mm-hmm. stick him and stick someone else in. Elijah Wilkinson's the uh, him. He was the penciled starter. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see if him take the job completely. We'll see. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. And another thing we will not have to see is Auden Tate is no longer on this roster. So Brian Edwards survives. Kaderil Hodge coming out of the scene was a was a big part of it. I think Anthony Ferkser is going to be uh, a a guy for this group. I think he's well, going to get targets. It speaks to it speaks to exactly what Arthur Smith has been saying all along. He says the best guys are going to play. Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who, where we brought you in, who, like, how many. Like, you go back to college. I mean, like, how many stars you have when you were a recruiter or whatever. Like, just because you were drafted, just because you were signed out of free agency, that don't mean anything. You know, mm-hmm. Jared Bernhardt was playing lacrosse like a month ago or however long ago or whatever, and he comes in and he's. I mean, it looks like he's got a spot on this roster. He's played mm. he's played very well through two preseason games. And Arthur Smith's like, all right, fine. If you're going to play well, I'm going to play you. So it, it just speaks to what Arthur Smith is going to continue to do. He's, he's shown it time and time again. Yeah, and we'll see. And then Deion Jones, he might not start. Like, he's back. Um, yeah. Good attitude. I still think but... he's trade bait, man. He's, he's – well, I don't he's even know how much trade bait he'll be if he's not even playing. He's not in the rotation. Like it's one of the. Well, he's third string. I mean, like you, you've have some, you have some form of chemistry working with that defense already. So he's he's getting a couple of reps. Not with the starters. He, yeah. Still, he just came off the pup list. Like yeah, three days ago. So I'm going to give him a little bit more time. I, I don't expect him to play against uh, the Jags tomorrow. But look, I would have liked to. I would have also liked to have seen this Jags game happen next week, not Saturday. Mm. Like six days between games, it's a preseason game for God's sake. Um, get these guys some time to rest and and get this put these players ready to go. So um, the health of the players is far more important. So give them a little bit more time first and foremost. But I mean, I don't expect to see him much tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I also am not fully convinced he's going to be on this roster. I, if they can get anything for him, they'll trade him. I would be very surprised if he's playing football on a Falcons jersey in Week One. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, in terms of the Braves, so suddenly there is some question marks in the outfield. This is something that I think is interesting going into the postseason and really just going forward where we were wondering, like Dansby said, like his home's here and he wants to stay here. And we all have, uh, you, Max, and myself, have differing ideas on like where that's going. But Michael Harris locked in, like whether or not Dansby is going to be re-signed this offseason, um, what kind of contract it's going to be, and this, that, and the other. I think if left field is looking the way it is, like I wonder if the long-term solution is actually Von Grissom in left field and Ozzy at second is, I mean, health permitted, that's where you'd like to go. But I'm curious, how do you see the next couple weeks unfolding for Vaughn and how he fits in when Ozzy does come back? Like, how do you, how do you sort through that? How does the Azuna uh, latest mess and just him just being really just an awful baseball player this year and for basically the last two years. Um, what what do you do and how do you remedy this situation? <clears throat> I was actually having this discussion with somebody on Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. and um, 
look, at the end of the day, Von Grisham is a player who makes your team better right now. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy, and we're getting into, into that time of year where it's like you you tinker with your lineup and you make it as good as possible. If you have the better bat, you put the better bat in the lineup and you make it happen. Um, Von Grisham is that guy right now. So if if assuming if they continue to play at the, he continues to play at this level, which is just sort of unrealistic to even think that he's going to mm. continue slashing what is an OPS of 1.1 or something, which is absurdly high mm. um, for his first two weeks in the majors. But look, if you, if you have a guy like that, who's playing at such a high level, you stick him out and left and you figure it out um, at least for the penetrate, the pennant chase, because you need him in the lineup. And Ozzy, Ozzy Albies is not a guy who you sign and bring back, to be a platoon second baseman. That's just not what you're doing. And he's too good at defense. He's too important to this team to do something like that. I mean, he's going to come back and he's, and you're expecting him to play at high level. Mm. And some people suggested, Oh, just stick him at designated hitter. Oh no. Why would you remove your all-star Contreras and, and pull him out of that, that designated hitter spot. Um, And you have Travis Darno, who's, who's the better defensive catcher. You need him for, for your pitchers. So, Look, at the end of the day, it's like, what is your weak point? Oh, it's left field, and you have a, a young 21-year-old athletic player who can figure out how to play left field. Stick him there. He's got a hot bat. Mm-hmm. And you're replacing Eddie Rosario and Grossman, who, I mean, Grossman's been playing very good baseball recently, but not the same level as Vaughn Grisham. And I'm sorry, like, he doesn't give me – he or nor Eddie Rosario give me enough in defense to even consider – leaving them there because their defense is better. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. So long-term, I could see Von Grisham potentially moving out to left field. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I, I think that would make the most sense mm. because he's young, he's athletic, he'll figure out how to play left field. And I, I only need him to be competent right. in order to have a home on this roster. And it helps and, having Michael Harris. In and it really field. helps having a gold glover who's probably mm. already the best defensive center fielder in baseball right now. And if he's not the best, he's certainly in the top, around the top. So yeah. you have a guy like that in center field, you're in fine shape. You're in fine shape, but you're not pulling Yvonne Grisham out of the lineup for a pennant race. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also want Dansby Swanson to be a brave next year. And if if the difference is putting Von Grisham in left field, so be it. I, I mean, I'm completely fine with that because Dansby Swanson is a gold global caliber shortstop and Von Grisham isn't that yet, but he's younger and cheaper. So we'll see what happens. Well, it helps that he profiles as just more of an answer with at the plate. Like he was, he was never going to yeah. be called up as like a defense first guy like that. That helps where he's like someone who you don't feel like you're sacrificing defensive upside with putting Vaughn in left field. And that's something you have to concern yourself where it's like, Oh, with other players where you're like, Ooh, his, he's just too good with the glove. He's got to stay there. It's like trying to figure out, should he be a shortstop? Should we really move him off short? Because he's just so rangy, even with mm-hmm. his bat being what it is. And like, they don't have to do that with Vaughn where he could even just be a DH when you need to. Uh, so nice. But I will say like Contreras is a, another <laughs> interesting long-term question at yeah. just, do you make him the full-time DH and do you, what do you do with Darnell who's just playing well? And do you just let him walk? Is that something you do in the, in the coming? It's a good problem. It's, it's a, a good problem. Good it's problem. not a problem they have to worry about yet. The only thing no. they have to worry about yet is how they keep playing just, well. Yes. Well, keep that and just well, keep what they do with Ozzy when he's back. So well, Ozzy will come back. When Ozzy comes back, he's going to get a couple of rehab stents mm. and he comes back and then he's going to be inserted into the starting lineup. He might have a couple of DH days. Yeah. But He's he's playing 
Like he's going to play, assuming he's healthy. He's playing baseball for the Braves in twenty twenty. I would just feel better if Robbie Grossman was playing better. I would feel a little bit better. Like the Grossman's, outfits. Grossman's playing well. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's got an OPS of like over one for the last, since he's been traded to the Braves. I mean, his last month he's been playing good baseball, at least yeah. at the plate. I mean, I'm not asking him to come in and be like Barry Bonds or something, you know. But I mean, he's coming in and he's shoring nice. up that. Yeah, that'd be very nice. No, but he's coming up and he's shoring, helping this this back end of the lineup shore up with uh, Michael Harris and Fawn Grisham. He's been part of that. Yeah. Well, my question is more of like if he gets hurt, because like Rosario, obviously just an extremely injury prone player at this point, yeah. too. But he hasn't been hitting when he's been in the lineup for the most part. Like he had that hilarious pop fly home run in right field uh, against the Mets I'll not too it. long. Huh? I'll take that. <laughs> it's just funny because like those kind of you'll see the Rosario pop fly home run, like the 95 exit velo. And then Matt Olson just launching one past the uh over into the uh pnc what i don't even know what, what river is that it's the allegheny river allegheny river yeah yeah um just very different kind of hitters and players um between the yeah. two but matt olsen he's got yeah, some he's, real he's power probably the most underrated player who's been having just a special season special he said 70 rbis in his last game 70 games yeah that's pretty special and no one talks about it well, there's a lot of people that Braves talk about right now, like Austin Riley, the MVP kind of guy, Dansby having the season that he's having. It's just hard. Someone's going to get Harris, lost in the shuffle. Spencer Strider, Robbie. I, I mean, I mean, Von Grisham. How come yeah. Von Grisham for the last two weeks? He, he's been talking the town. I mean, <laughs> he's been a great. He's been very good. He's been yeah. very good. But I mean, he's he's going to be the second best first baseman on the field tonight. Um, if he can be the best first baseman on the field, maybe he'll win. So we'll see. Um. Last thing, the Hawks, they uh, reportedly, and I'm just going to throw this out there in this way, may, um, for the folks on youtube.com slash chase on this podcast, <laughs> I'm doing some air quotes here, made an offer for Kevin Durant uh, before he was taken off the market by the Nets after a, a meeting uh, between the boardroom and the Brooklyn Nets um, yeah. to run it back at least for one more year in Brooklyn with Kyrie and Ben Simmons and see how it all looks in the court and if they can make it all work. DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and a pick uh, was the reported offer. And let me tell you, that is not a reported offer for Kevin Durant. That was never something that uh, the Brooklyn Nets were ever going to entertain. So people freaking out about like, oh, the Hawks offered and try to get Kevin Durant. The Hawks did not try to get Kevin Durant. The Hawks did their due diligence of like, uh, do we catch Sean at a good time? Like maybe he's just really stressed today and he's just like, all maybe right, whatever. Drunk. Yeah. Like that's just, it's not a real, <laughs> maybe, it's not a real maybe he's offer. under the influence of some, some narcotic or something like that. I mean, that's the only way I'm sorry. All due respect. I mean, they're not taking that, that offer. I love I do think guys. it's interesting though. I love the Hawks guys, are still but... big game hunting theoretically after trading for DeJounte Murray. I mean, the issue is now all the picks are gone. Like you made the big pick trade for DeJounte and now, if they were to add one final star, when you look at this roster, it really will come down to a healthy DeAndre Hunter having a career type year and John Collins even taking the next step. Like, that's what it's going to probably take is those two really, at least one, having a breakthrough year. Like, DeAndre Hunter just becoming a, not a star, because I think I just don't see that, a really, really good player that someone else can talk themselves into where it's like, oh, you bring him in here. Maybe he's a point forward with a bigger role, higher usage, and we can do something if he's over the injury stuff. Like, that's who you... I, I just... I don't think the star chasing... I think you're 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 pretty much done. The DeJounte kind of locked that in now. What do you think? 
No, not necessarily. I, okay. I mean, I, I think they can still continue to develop talent that we have here and, and compete. No, I'm saying like trade for I mean, one. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think you're bringing in somebody via trade necessarily. I think you're going to be bringing in somebody via free agency, whoever mm-hmm. that would be. Um, I think that would probably be the final step in this solution anyway. Yeah. When you go get, go get Dejounte Murray, you pay market market value for him, and then you use that to say, "Hey, look what we have here. Mm. Come here and win." And next year is what you're really going to see is the, "Hey, this is what we have. This is the prove it year where you're like, "Hey, we have the tools to win a championship." I don't think they're going to win a championship this year. I don't. I mean, I, I think a successful season is top four, top five in the Eastern Conference, which a, a very good Eastern Conference, mind you. I think that's what you're, you're trying to do that this year. What you're also trying to do is say, hey, look what we got. And mm. I, I think that the, this is this team is perfectly capable of doing that. They, I think they can win 50 games. Um, but I, you just don't have the assets anymore to go after big game hunting. You know, mm. like you're, you're not going to go get whoever that last piece, unless unless you think that Trey Young is your superstar and, um, and DeJounte Murray is the elite number two. And then, like you said, the elite number three emerges and his name is DeAndre Hunter or John Collins or whoever. Chandra uh, Brown, people are saying. <laughs> yeah, or Mo Harkless or, or whoever, right? Tyrese Martin. Yeah. but Tyson East uh, ETN. There are going to be some guys who might. Well, yeah, they've it. got some. I mean, I think they've got some. They have more of an identity this year. And mm. I think that's a step in the right direction. Frank the Tank this, is in the building. Frank the Tank. I mean, what a guy, right? Mm-hmm. So um, good bench guy, I can see. Like he gets really involved. He's really uh, animated. He's like um, he's like the, the this yeah. He's on the bench. He's someone you want on the bench. Like yeah, he exactly. is a good bench guy. I think yeah. he'll actually fit in pretty nicely. Very there. nicely, squarely on the bench. Um, <laughs> but no, look, you I mean, guys I like that man. You've got an identity if you're the Hawks, and I think that's a step in the right direction. You're but you're not trading for that final superstar, like you said. It's just not happening. Um, but fortunately, you have a superstar in Trey Young, and you have an, you have probably one of the best number twos in the NBA. I just want to see if they play well together. And God, I'm very excited to see that happening in two months. Hard to believe it's already two months away. I am. I mean, this might be the most hyped I am for a Hawks season in some time, just because I want to see Since last year. I, I mean, no way more than last year. Cause I was pretty dubious going into last year where I, I seem really? to recall where I was like, I don't know. I, just, I had the veil pulled over my eyes. I, I was ready to ride and oof, no, that, but I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, I, I just I I was worried of like, oh, they're going to buy too much into this core. Like it was one of those where they're just going to be they're going to stand pat because they made the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, oh, we've we turned the corner. I'm like, I I don't know if that's the case, but um, we'll see. But I think there's a path back. Uh, Vegas likes this team somewhere in the four or five. If you're in that four or five zone, that means like injuries are going to happen, you're going to be right there to host, uh, just be to host a first round series, which is huge. Like you just, for the Hawks this year, the focus should be get that four spot. Like at the very least, get the four seed, um, hope you can get three seed, whatever. But um, that should be the goal. And they're basically only going to play vets. Uh, You look at this roster, it's a roster where I think the ceiling's pretty high. Uh, or the floor, excuse me, is pretty high, and the yeah, ceiling will come down to so. how Trey and Dejounte play together. And exactly, I mean, if 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 they just if this is just peanut butter and jelly between those two, then mm. this team can this team can really take off. Like I'm talking, really take off. But I mean, we'll see, man. I I think it's going to be it's, it's at least going to be entertaining basketball, you know. Mm. And I, I mean, at the very end of the day, like that's that's going to be fun to watch because you've got your 
I mean, you've got your lead, your dog on defense and DeJounte Murray, and he's just going to be somebody who, who we wanted. DeJounte Murray is who people thought Kevin Herter could be. Mm. You know, like everyone wanted Kevin Herter to be that dog, but I love Kevin Herter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's mm. my cousin, so <laughs> don't get I, me wrong. I love that you're leaning into the redhead stuff now. Yeah. This is great. Nah, we I'm just look kind of similar. We're most just pale, pale dudes from the East well, Coast. Well, I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> but look, I mean, first he was a good player. I liked him a lot, but he was never going to be that dog that you need. And DeJounte mm. Murray is that dog. He's going to go out there and lock down the perimeter. And I mean, he's going to take away some pressure from Trey Young, and I love that. And I think that's the exact thing that this Hawks team needed. And you lean on your backcourt, and I mean, when you take away a little bit more pressure off of Clint Capella and you don't have people just sort of streaming in there, Mm. I mean, Clint Capella's play is going to be elevated. And I just want to see John Collins take another step. And I want to see, I want to see, like you said, DeAndre Hunter is the other guy. Stay healthy. Let's see what this team can do. Because I think 46 and a half, I think that's a strong number. I think 50 is not out of the equation. My gut tells me that Capella and and Yeka will not both be on this roster by the end of this season you know i tend to agree i, I don't know i this might be the it, this is certainly the final year of having both of those guys on the roster yeah I, just because you're coming due to a contract within yeko kongwu and if this guy's going to be on your roster next year and he needs to be like starting starting and playing a bunch of minutes with and 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 minutes, you got to see what you have you got to you have to so I think we've seen pretty much everything we need to see out of Clint. We know who Clint's yeah. going to be. And Clint's good, and I like And he's Clint. got the best player impossible in his corner in Trey Young. And he's got the king of the friend, the kingpin of the franchise. I mean, it's like yeah. the, head of the, the head of the mafia on your squad, you know? Yeah. So that helps. That means a great deal. But at the end of the day, it's like I think Nyeko Kongo has a higher ceiling. Just yeah. defensively, he's more agile, and we've seen what he, he's been able to do in the playoffs. But he hasn't had the minutes to really continue to develop. Uh, that we'd like to see necessarily, but I wonder if it ends with like Capella for Capella and maybe DeAndre Hunter for Harrison Barnes. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be very interesting. I, I don't like if the Sacramento season goes awry early next when, year. Like Barnes is going to be. I mean, a- they're going for it this year. That Sacramento yeah. team, they're really going for it. But that's a tough Western Conference. I mean, I mean, they're basically playing. I mean, they're still just a play. Like right the West there. is just tough. Like the Lakers are going to be fighting for the play-in. Like is the Eastern Conference finally? Can you can we finally say that the Eastern Conference is better than the Western Conference right now? I think the Eastern. I think it Conference, was better last year. I think the Eastern Conference, the top of the East, is better than the top of the West. I will say that. Exactly like I think the Bucks, Celtics, I, I the, I the other Heat. Huh? What do you mean that? You just named four teams. That's the top half. No, that's what I'm saying. Like the top half, like the best of the best in the East, I think are the better as a whole than the best of the best in the West. But the bad, bad teams of the East, I think outnumber the bad, bad teams of the West. That's what I still struggle with. Like the Pistons are going to be awful. The Magic are going to be awful. I mean, the playoff playoff teams are better. Yes. I'd say the playoff team, which isn't, which at the end of the day, like that, that defines the conference as as much, if not more than the, the bottom cellar dwellers. I would agree with that. I would agree so, with that. I, I'd say the Eastern Conference is just as good as the West. It's like, a conversation. It's well, it, it, for the first time in like yeah many years. I mean, the, the Eastern Conference was terrible, but I'd say I mean, the we last, were having below five hundred teams years. make the make the playoffs all the time back in the yeah. day. Yeah, last two years though. I mean, you have the who made the what is it the uh, the Pelicans and the 
the Timberwolves were. I mean, the Pelicans just moved up from like year. the 11 seed, right, or 10 seed, and they uh, they yeah. played their way in with the play in. Um, Neither of those teams were any good. Neither of those teams would have sniffed the playoffs in the Eastern Conference last year. I don't think so. That's fair. Garrett Chavin, we can find you on Twitter. GChat ATL. Sure? Listen to you, W Millennials. Read you. Uh, so for your Friday scoreboard, are you writing or are you just doing like uh, radio hits and stuff? Radio hits. Okay. Just doing radio, and then okay. um, and then yeah, I mean, college football game time kicks off. So yeah. high school scoreboard show Friday nights, seven to midnight, uh, ninety two nine. Then we have college football game time, eight o'clock, eight a.m. to noon, and then we've got Falcons uh, on Sundays. Man, so your Friday night to Saturday morning is brutal. Ooh, like you're hopping fun. on, like doing CFB game time, like right after, right oh, yeah. the first thing. No, I'm morning. at the I'm at the studio probably about seven and six six thirty seven a.m. Ooh. So it'll be right after high school football on Friday nights. That's going to be uh, something. That's <laughs> so it'll be fun. It certainly will be something. Yeah, absolutely. But you got it. You you'll. Oh, it's going to be, be fun. fun. I love it, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. There you Talk go. Sports for a living exactly exactly if you have any questions for us mailbag anything like that and want to get in touch with the atlanta sports guys you can email us chase the podcast at gmail.com uh, any questions for garrett max or myself hit us up there follow matt uh follow garrett on twitter at gchap atl and then of course subscribe apple podcast spotify where you get your podcast leave us five-star rating and a review tell us who you think the number one atlanta sports guy on this very program <laughs> is and then uh, subscribe on YouTube as we continue growing that out. Cannot emphasize that enough. Uh, YouTube.com slash Jason Podcast. Like and subscribe. All that good stuff. Garrett Chapman, always a pleasure. And I will talk to you next week. That's good, man. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.